in my line of work, you got to keep repeating things over and over and over again for the truth to sink in. To kind of catapult the propaganda. It's time for the May 13th edition of Weekly Signals Weekly Review, a reality-based message force multiplier of current events compiled from the world's elite newspapers and blogs at NathanCallahan.com and ripped in part from Harper's Magazine at Harper's.org. I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Caspar. And now, the news. Scientists at Mauna Loa Observatory in Hawaii said that CO2 levels in the atmosphere now stand at 37 parts per million. Okay, what does that mean? That means that it's up almost 40% since the Industrial Revolution. You remember the Industrial Revolution? I do remember the Industrial Revolution. I read about it, yeah. You were very industrious during those days. Yes. And the highest for at least the last 650,000 years. You remember back when it wasn't wasn't that high, right? No, I do remember when it wasn't quite as high. So that would predate human civilization and basically (laughs) human involvement in the planet. So, Um, uh, but... Are but you, who cares? Yeah, really? but who, who cares? cares? Let's dance the, the away. The shift could indicate that the Earth is losing its natural ability to soak up billions of tons of carbon each year, which would exponentially increase the amount of carbon in the atmosphere. So, so it's, it's reached, we, in, in layman's terms, we've reached the uh, saturation point. We'll, we'll soon reach the density of a cue ball <laughs> and just drop out of the universe. Wow. Okay. Well, that's not encouraging. Though. Yeah. Ah. Oh, you know what? I was reading the uh, the editorial section of the LA Times today too, mm-hmm. and I do. There is hope. You know Jonas Goldberg, the author of Liberal Fascism. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I love that guy. Yeah. Also, the 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 son of uh, the uh, the woman who, un, uh, who there got, you go again. Mike. I know jo- you know he's the son of somebody, so you just blurt it out without even knowing he's the son of Goldberg. He's the son of someone. No. Mrs. Goldberg. Mrs. Goldberg's <laughs> son. What's her name? She was the literary agent who encouraged Monica Lewinsky to come forward with her uh, story about the president. Uh, Bun- Bunny. Bunny. Bunny Goldberg. Oh, okay. Jonah he, said. You're right. Bunny's, Bunny's, uh, yeah. Bunny's son. Yeah. Jonas Goldberg, author of Liberal Fascism. There's hope for us. He says, victory in the war against climate change is inconceivable without nuclear power. Oh, well. There you go. So there you go, yeah. Except for the you know massive amounts of material that will be uh, radioactive for hundreds of thousands of years, mm-hmm. other than that little problem. I, I did read an article recently about uh, McCain's plan, and it includes nuclear power. Yeah. And if we were to do what he wants to do, which is uh, lower our dependence on oil and all the rest of it, he was talking about $8 trillion worth of expenditures uh, on nuclear power in order to boost our, our productivity to get us to the level that France is at. We'd have to build something like 800 nuclear power plants mm-hmm. bet- between now and 2050, I believe, was the, uh, was the time frame. Well, so, you know, so all we'd have to do is eight- not have gone to war in Iraq, and we might have the money to finance uh, yeah, something like Yeah, that's that. true. We'd have a down payment yeah. on that, at least. That's true. That is true. So. Oxfam, Oxfam yes. was warning that Burma is on the brink of massive public health catastrophe. Yeah. Burma, Myanmar. Burma's military junta continues to hinder international efforts to help the survivors of Cyclone Nargis. Oxfam said the catastrophe threatens the lives of as many as 1.5 million people who are suffering from famine. I didn't realize that the the cyclone had a name. Huh. I didn't know they named cyclones. I I know hurricanes we do, but I didn't realize it. Thank you. Uh, I think this is actually a... uh, uh, what is it called? A uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, roller coaster ride in Burma. Cyclone Nargis. Oh well, there uh, you go. I'm not sure about that. Nargis is a funny name. 
Yeah, Nargis. I, I can honestly say that How I've never you, heard of anyone named. By the Nargis. way, it was it was Lucianne Goldberg was the mom of Jonas Goldberg, and I, I just had to and and her and her uh, faithful husband Nargis. Nargis. Nargis Goldberg. Nargis Goldberg. With almost twelve thousand people already confirmed dead, almost another thirty thousand are buried under rubble in two cities near the epicenter of the 7.9 magnitude earthquake that struck central China. Yeah, this doesn't look good at all, does it? I mean, there's tons. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just saying, they're saying that there's how many, you just said, you just said how many they, they know are dead. But It they, looks great, Mike. I didn't mean it that there's way. There's only 30,000 buried. Only 30,000 buried, and already they know of, what they said, eighteen to 20,000 dead already, and... I don't know if this, has it gone up since since I picked it off the internet this morning. Said eight, I said twelve. Yeah, it said eighteen. <laughs> they're all I know. Oh, well, well, like last figures. week, yeah. they, you know, it was you said twenty five, I said fifty, and now they're saying a hundred thousand on on the uh, cyclone, and yeah, you know, you can always bet on it being a lot higher than than they initially report. So, what's well, it's part of keeping our interest in the news up. If they just said a hundred thousand right off the bat, we'd go, oh, you know. Did you nar- did you know Nargis is a porn site as well? So for anyone hmm. who cares, that uh, little bit of information. There you wow. Go. Yeah. I don't know what Nargis. <laughs> I don't know what Nargis means, but I'm enjoying. I wonder the heck, what getting a cyclone but, but means. I'm, yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't know what Nargis means, but I'm enjoying the hell out of what I'm seeing. Uh, regular, wow. Yeah. Look at that. That looks like one of those anime things, doesn't it? All right, okay. let's go. Uh, the Shiite-dominated Iraqi it's, government. I, I just so you know, it's called kissing the dragon. That's that's I think that's what it means. The Shiite dominated Iraqi government <laughs> kissed the dragon, concluding a ceasefire ag- agreement with the Saudi movement, the Sadr movement. Yeah. I have to do that over again. Yeah, that's okay. Shiite dominated Iraqi government, they concluded the ceasefire agreement with the Sadr movement. Mm. They have a ceasefire going on there in Iraq. Yeah. Okay. Just hours later, the U.S. military started an aerial bom- bombardment of Sadr City that lasted six hours. Yeah. Yeah. So you finally, after. A lot of tension, a lot of grief, a lot of suffering. You get a ceasefire, and what does the U.S. government do? They bomb them for six <laughs> hours. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm, you know, honestly, in, in all kidding aside, how many civilians are destroyed, are killed, and and how much destruction is wrought, and what does that do? When we talk to Nicholson Baker in about uh, eighteen minutes or so, oh. we're going to talk about the parallels between. We are? The bombing of civilian populations and where it started, yeah, and how that helped solidify Hitler's support within Germany, yeah, a bad man who who was able to coalesce a lot of support he wouldn't have had otherwise, and I think there are parallels to the situation in Iraq. Hmm. Three weeks after nine eleven, the nine eleven terror attacks, yes. former U.S. Defense Secretary Donald Rumsfeld established an official military objective of not only removing Saddam Hussein regime by force, but overturning the regime in Iran as well, as in Syria and four other countries in the Middle East. So Rumfeld, it was discovered, was doing all this according to a document quoted extensively in then Under Secretary of Defense for Foreign Policy, Douglas Fyth's book. So Rumsfeld was already plotting not only Saddam Hussein's downfall, but hopefully the downfall of the regime and coming up Syria. And Siri, it's always been about changing the the uh, the face, the changing, um, shifting of the landscape within the Middle East, mm-hmm. radically changing and altering it. And uh, I could give you a long and long-winded and uh, tortured a suicide bomber yes, in Iraq was but identified I won't, as. But a I will. F- I am going to go ahead. Sorry, a suicide bomber in Iraq yeah. 
was identified as a former Taliban fighter who was held for more than three years at the U.S. prison at Guantanamo Bay, Cuba, before he was handed over to authorities in his native Kuwait in 2005 and subsequently released. Mm-hmm. So that's an interesting story. You can spin that a lot of different ways. Yeah. You have somebody that was held at Guantanamo for three years, right. then released right. to Kuwait, right. where he was released, mm-hmm. and then blew himself up in a public square, and right. took some other folks with him. Right. You might say that perhaps locking him up for three years may, might may, have frazzed his head a bit. It may have. Or you might say <laughs> that he should have been still locked up. Yeah, exactly. That he was bound to do this. Yeah. It's your call. It is. It's not my call. It was somebody else's call. It's your call, Mike. Okay. More than 43,000 U.S. troops listed as medically unfit for combat in the weeks before the scheduled deployment to Iraq or Afghanistan since 2003 were sent anyway. Pentagon reports showed. So we have 43,000 U.S. troops listed as medically unfit. They're just shipped over right, there. Right. There are a lot. There are many, many uh, military people that are very distressed at the state of the U.S. Um, military at this point because of just this exactly what you're talking about. People who shouldn't have in, been uh, uh, brought into the army. People who are suffering from severe medical and psychological conditions. They continue to be active members of the U.S. military, and it is uh, it's troubling in so many ways. <laughs> We're put, I mean, we're putting well, people in the field. No, we're putting people in the field that are are not suited. They're not. They're not psychologically ready to be in combat, and they are anyway. As am I. As are you. A judiciary committee, a House Judiciary Committee, opened a new offensive against the Bush administration by authorizing a subpoena for the vice president's chief of staff and holding the first in a series of hearings on Justice Department legal opinions regarding what they call harsh interrogation techniques, which I call torture. Mm-hmm. Why do, they call, why, do, why, do the, why does the press do that, you know, harsh interrogation techniques? That, because they've been told to use those That's terms. a good point. That's a good point. It used to be that this would have been identified as torture, but because they're getting a, uh, a PR release yeah. from, the, from the Pentagon, they call it something else now. Yeah. Do you think that when this is happening to somebody, the, the, the person who it is happening to yeah. says, yeah. dude, that's harsh. That's harsh. Yeah. You're harsh in my buzz. I think not. A U.S. television networks, as as U.S. television networks continue their silence about the use of retired military officers to sell progress in Iraq. Remember that deal? A I couple do. Weeks yeah, ago. the force. We, we discovered that yeah. most of the Pentagon talking heads yeah. on news networks were planted there, that they had an agenda that they weren't answering for themselves, that they were answering from a, a, a bullet point list of what the administration wanted to propagandize. Which people have, have been talking about this being a violation of the Hatch Act. Right you are. Members of the U.S. House of Representatives, in fact, called on the Defense Department Inspector General to investigate the Pentagon-sponsored public relations effort mm-hmm. for exactly those reasons. For a violation, the gov- a government official cannot be doing two things at once, and, and especially when it comes to politics. You uh-huh. can't be campaigning for something and still be holding a government job at the same time, or you I'll think, be on government time. Especially in the Pentagon. Especially you would Pentagon, think right. especially right. in the Pentagon. Right. If, if you're a Karl Rove, it's... it's uh, it's another deal. I mean, not that it's not illegal. Well, but it's, it's easier for him to get away with it. Plus, he's much more savvy about the way that they go about it. The Pentagon was counting on not ever being caught. That's the difference. Rove knows that he's in the spotlight. He knows when he can put on his 
administration hat and he takes it off and becomes the pol- politico. But I'm, These people, I'm arguing the crime was, is more egregious when it, it comes from the Pentagon. Well, when it comes from somebody who right, helped That's the, what I'm saying. You know who they are. You know where they're coming from. Where the Pentagon people, you assume that they're speaking on behalf of us, the American people, and not some sort of yeah. hidden agenda, which is what these people were involved yeah, with. You're, you're shifting the ground there, though. I, I just want to let you know you're shifting the ground. Okay, I did. You, I you, said, that. you said that, you know, uh, they, didn't, they didn't expect to get caught. Right. And in fact, the crime was more egregious. That's what I'm saying. The crime itself was more egregious. Whether they were getting caught or not doesn't matter. I resent the way you shift the ground. Well, I'm, I'm just saying they, they thought they could get away with the crime. I don't think anyone perpetrates Well, everybody a crime. does. I don't think, yeah, exactly. I don't think anyone perpetrates How does that a make crime. A difference? With... I'm, I'm pointing out the difference. You didn't point out the difference. All right. Okay. Can I point out something the Pentagon did? Yeah. Or didn't? Well, they did, yeah. They dropped the charges against the 20th hijacker. Ooh. Did you know that? No. The, the man who's suspected of being the 20th hijacker in the 9-11 attacks. Uh, the Pentagon dropped charges against the Saudi mm-hmm. man at El Guantanamo, who was the, at the center of the military's controversial torture program, uh, and uh, was accused of being called the 20th hijacker. Uh, they subsequently have... That's kind of like the Manu Ginobili of hijackers. They, they, uh, yeah, he was. He's the, he's the man off the bench, I guess, yeah. apparently, in case one of them wasn't able to do it or go for that day. The alleged torture... At, he was tortured, of course... Uh, included being beaten, uh, restrained for long periods of time in uncomfortable positions, threatened with dogs, exposed to loud music, freezing temperatures, <laughs> stripped nude from, uh, in front of female personnel, and basically made to feel like he wasn't wanted. That sounds like my yeah. weekend. Yeah. Well, there you go. All right. Federal Bureau of Investigation agents raided the Office of Special Counsel. Mm-hmm. That would be Scott Block. Yeah. Yeah. Seizing computers and documents. Employees said the searches appeared focused on alleged obstruction of justice by mm-hmm. Block during the course of a 2006 inquiry into his conduct in office. Mm-hmm. These would include any records that would reveal whether concerns about the 2004 elections prompted him to clear Secretary of State Condoleezza Rice of ethics violations. Yeah. Yeah, so he's this, trying to cover for Rice. This is kind of a mixed one. Uh, he has done some uh, investigation into the administration, and that may have been the precursor to him being uh, basically called out here. They, he, this may be the administration going after him in some sort of backhanded way, yeah. but he's also done a lot to cover for them along the way. I, I, he has, it, this has the feel of a Watergate guy, a guy who was sort of in the middle somewhere. Watergate middle, guy. Yeah. In the Which sense, Watergate guy were uh, you speaking of? The John Dean Watergate guy? Oh, like a... Like, Elliot Mitchell Watergate No, guy? well, like a John, maybe a John Dean would be okay. more appropriate in that he... He knows, he knows where Sorry. a lot of the bar- bodies are buried. Yeah. It's like the, the FBI uh, guy that, they, uh, that uncovered the uh, recordings within Nixon's uh, uh, office. I don't remember his name, but the guy who, who was a functionary in, in a lot of ways who then... I think it was Bunny Nargis. Bunny Nargis. And who turned, up, turned out to be a wealth of information into the w- internal workings of the administration. And uh, I think that's who this guy could turn out to be. He... He's getting it from both sides, and you're, I think you're, I think he's going to squeal like a pig. Yeah, I do. All right, just my little huh. fighting erupted across Beirut as Sir Hezbollah accused the Lebanese mm-hmm. government of mm-hmm. issuing a declaration of war by demanding the Shia militia shut down its private communications network. So they were upset over there, yeah. as usual. <laughs> Is that a is that a headline? But but wait, yes, there's we've more. Got our, we've got our own crisis over Do here we? now. Gunman assassinated Mexico's national police chief 
blasting him with nine bullets outside his home in the capital and dealing a significant setback to the government's campaign against drug cartels. That would be Edgar Esubio Milan Gomez, the public face of Mexico's offensive against drug cartels. He became the highest-ranking law enforcement officer to be killed. It does feel like uh, Mexico's in sort of the roaring 20s, early 30s of America right now in terms of... And what would we be in? We would be in the decline, the downwards, the downhill side of an American empire. That's what we are. So we have a, a, a rotting... Why are you comparing le- us to us and Leviathan them to us? Next Why is it all is about us? You just asked me, what are we? Well, I, I thought you'd compare us to something other than ourselves. I You're was getting to that. Them? No, okay. I was, compar- I was okay. saying, to, let's say the British Empire. British? The, oh, okay. the, the downhill side. So we side go of, back further. We're on the downhill side akin to the British Empire. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, that's what I'm... The State Department renewed Blackwater's contract to provide security for American diplomats in Iraq for at least another year. This is a great company. I think we should keep renewing their contracts. After mm, all, absolutely. they have a perfect spotless record over there. Absolutely. I, don't, I can't name one thing that, that they would have done to not deserve this. I, I couldn't agree more. You mean... Blackwater. You mean the slaughter of those 17 civilians in Baghdad? Well, they or, got, they got or, in the way, I think. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. They happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. That's <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Don't they know? Don't they There's know? There's a war going on? Exactly. The and, House approved an ambitious plan to rescue hundreds of thousands of homeowners at risk of, of foreclosure <laughs> by helping them trade exotic loans. This is what the Wall Street Journal Exotic loans. They have to get their sex somewhere. (laughs) Might as well put it in the financial. Exotic loans. Yes. With rapidly rising monthly payments for more affordable mortgages backed by the federal government. So we're not going to have exotic loans. We're going to settle down with with the girl next door. With with that conventional Mm -hmm. missionary loan that we've all grown accustomed to. This is bucking a White House veto threat. Yeah. 39 Republicans joined Democrats on this. Well, good. Yeah, I I I work with a, a gentleman who has a loan. He just described it to me at a loan for uh, on his home, new home, for twelve hundred dollars a month. It's in I think in the next two months it goes up to twenty five hundred dollars for that same loan. Uh-huh. In like two months, from twelve to twenty five. Yeah, it doubles. Well, he knew about that. Well, he I think he had some vague sense that it was going vague to go up. Sense? I don't know. He, he, I mean, he's does he, he can't, not read? He, the, he cannot. The print? He cannot make that payment. He cannot make up that uh, difference uh-huh. right now. Hmm. So he is he's turned to prostitution. Well, as well he should. Yeah. So there you go. I, I don't see you know, when you sign the line on something. I, I realize that. And I, I know I, these I do people have there is some, some responsibility on the people yeah. that, that did sign these loans. However Callahan solution. Smarter be, people. Smarter people. Okay. What what you should do is before anyone takes a loan, you sh- they ought to be required to take a course. Or at I, least pass a simple test, you know. Like a uh, financial literacy class yeah. and that's actually an excellent idea and i knew, actually know nonprofits that are doing that have been doing yeah, that absolutely where they where you if you're going to get a loan um they you actually go through you know two three four weeks of class so you know what you're getting into and they should do this with corporations too yeah yeah is that miles davis outside? you know he's been you know he's been trying to get on the station for a little while now and i get, keep telling get away. him get miles, away, miles i don't care no, 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 no. get out of here take that with get you out of here. take that with you there you go. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a situation that, uh, uh, you know, obviously it's going to get worse before it gets yeah. better, and uh, the U.S. economy is going to be teetering for quite a while. <sighs> Jamie Lee Jones. Yes. I always get her confused with Tommy Lee Jones. 
Really? Yeah. By when you see them or when you read their name? I, either way. Oh, okay. I just... Wow. Yeah. The, the Houston woman who says she was gang raped by co-workers at the Halliburton KBR camp in Baghdad won a major court battle when a Texas judge ordered that she can bring her case to court instead of forcing her into secretive arbitration proceedings with Halliburton yeah, and that KBR. Was the, that was the thing. Yeah. That was, they, they were they trying wanted. to force it into a, a place where no one would ever know what actually happened. Apparently she doesn't want the money. No, she just wants, she wants justice. Yeah. An Environmental Protection Agency official said there's a distinct possibility the agency won't take action to rid drinking water of a toxic rocket fuel ingredient that has contaminated public water supplies around the country. Including, possibly, our own little Irvine. Yeah. We have to be careful. Rocket fuel. They, are, they have been uh, redeveloping the, uh, what was El, El Toro Marine Base, and there is, well, am, I, am I wrong about jet fuel and... There are areas of yeah. that base. Well, I'm just that saying have we need to be jet fuel there. Yeah, we need that to has been uh, uh, designated a Superfund site right. for about the last 15 years, and they have been working to clear particular areas which are not uh, designated, at least at this point in time, for development in the near future. Okay. Well, I'm I'm sure that all <laughs> every step is being taken to to. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, but it's just this, some... what's, what's going on here, though, is they're saying rocket fuel in drinking water, we're going to allow that. It's quite a bit different than you're... saying rocket fuel that was poured down into the ground that's settling down that we're, we're trying to you're saying that the, the You're saying that they're not even, they're saying they're it's not, allowable. Yeah, they're yeah, it's they're allowable. allowing allowable yeah. levels of jet fuel or rocket in fact, fuel. I think or... they should, instead of Perrier that is, and that's... sparklets, I think you should be able to buy rocket fuel. Yeah. <laughs> I think you've got a new uh, pro, uh, one of them vitamin waters. Yeah, rocket like, fuel. like Red Bull or whatever. Yeah, you know, yeah exactly. Wow, that'll get you idea. going. That's a good idea. Hillary Rodham Clinton lost North Carolina, and with it, her best chance to take the White House. Obama, that would be Barack Obama. Yeah, Senator gained the support of twenty-one more superdelegates. What yeah. I what I understand is that they have several dozen. Superdelegates are ready to declare for Barack, and that they've been sort of this steady trickle of of superdelegates that are coming out every week. Uh, in 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 uh, no matter what happens with Hillary in the primaries in West Virginia and Kentucky, which he is expected to win, they're going to continue to move these people forward uh, into this public spotlight, so that it becomes there's a sense of inevitability that the Obama's campaign is trying to put across. And take all the wind out of her, um, out of whatever she does with Virginia and 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 uh, Kentucky. And McCain, yeah, you know him. He promised he would, as president, appoint better better judges mm-hmm. like uh, John Roberts and Samuel Alito. Yeah, that was a nice that was a nice touch. If you were wondering where the Supreme Court, by the way, there's uh, John Paul Stevens, who's like eighty eight years old or something. Uh-huh. We have to get a Democrat. In, in in the White House because there are two Supreme Court justices who are in their 80s yeah. and they're not going to make it through another administration, uh, Republican administration. And finally, the Pentagon put an end to its 2001 contract with the Friends Forever Pet Cremation Service. Mm-hmm. The U.S. military had cremated the remains of scores of U.S. service members killed in Iraq. Afghanistan and elsewhere in the Delaware facility that also cremates pets. Weekly Signals Weekly Review is broadcast every Tuesday on KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California. 
To learn more about Weekly Signals or to download the podcast, visit our website at weeklysignals.com. And be sure to visit nathancallahan.com for daily readings and feature articles. Until next week, I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Kaspar. And this is Weekly Signals.